This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. All this week, the debate has continued over guns and violence in America. But amid all the talk about background checks, magazine clips, there is one statistic you should know. A huge percentage of the guns out on the street are stolen, and hundreds of thousands of those turn out to be stolen from homes in your neighborhood. ABC senior Justice Department correspondent Pierre Thomas decided to investigate. You're looking at a New Mexico Walmart on Christmas Day. Mass thieves stealing rifle after rifle. This is a robbery in progress in Colorado. But these young crooks are not there to steal cash. They're there for the guns. And watch as thieves in South Carolina rammed this stolen SUV right through the front door of this gun store. See right there? That's a rifle. Smash and grabs at gun stores happening across the country. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Why does this country have a second amendment to the Constitution of the United States? The reason is because we are individuals and we have the right to protect ourselves and our families and others from evil and from evil people. The clip you just heard in introduction is from ABC talking about criminals breaking into gun stores and stealing guns. And their solution is to get rid of the guns so they can't steal it. I'm here to tell you, that is not a solution. The solution is in the hearts and the minds of the citizens. That's where the solution is. It's to bring people back to a moral state that evil and crime is wrong. And therefore, you will be prosecuted for that. And you will do time in prison. So you can think about what you did and hopefully improve your character, improve your thought and your mind that crime is bad, not guns. So you're going to say, well, if we get rid of the guns, then the criminals can't steal the guns, and therefore they can't kill people. Remember this. People kill people. Guns do not kill people. Knives do not kill people. Baseball bats do not kill people. Chainsaws do not kill people. People kill people. The only way to solve the problem is to fix the people, not the thing that they're going to use to kill somebody. Absolutely amazing story I read probably uh, about a year and a half ago. It just blew my mind. England decided the best way to do this, since they don't have a lot of guns, 
people were attacking each other with kitchen knives. They were killing people with knives. So what is their solution? Now knives are illegal to have. They want to outlaw a kitchen knife. This never It never ends. These stupid people and their ridiculous way of thinking never, ever ends. And unfortunately, many of these idiots are in power because the people don't understand how stupid they are. If you think for a second you're going to create utopia in the world by eliminating any, any item, whether it's a gun, knife, baseball bat, anything, you're going to eliminate all this stuff, and then people all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're going to come to their senses and they're going to stop killing each other. Guess what? People die from hands. They get choked. They get punched. They get kicked to death. They get stomped to death. So there's no difference until you solve the hearts and the minds of the people. You're not going to solve this problem. I'm going to read some articles to you tonight. So it will give you a better understanding of, one, what the truth is. Two, that there is a huge possibility that this continues. And the government will no longer protect you from the criminals. They already want to let them out of jail so they can go and rob another gun store. So we have to take on our defense to ourselves and to our family. The first article is from heritage.org. The Heritage Foundation is awesome. They do great work. They do great studies. And I am a huge fan of the Heritage Foundation. This is data. You can go to the website. It's in the show notes. And you can see the information that they're presenting you. So I'm going to present to you two parts. Heritage Foundation's view of defensive use of guns, and I'm going to present to you the NPR, public radio network funded by the U.S. government, and their use of guns and what they think is the truth. So the first one from the Heritage Foundation, all of the law-abiding citizens featured in this database successfully defend their liberties, lives, and livelihoods with the lawful use of firearms. These cases are not based on hearsay, but of verifiable reports found through public sources. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, yep, the CDC, almost every major study on defense gun use has found that Americans use their firearms defensively between 500,000 and 3 million times each year. There's a good reason to believe that most defensive gun users are never reported to law enforcement, much less picked up by the local or national media outlets. 
because it's against their narrative. They want guns gone. But here's the truth. Just because the person is defending themselves and didn't actually fire the firearm doesn't mean that they didn't defend themselves. Many, many, many criminals are stopped just by brandishing, showing a gun to that criminal. And this is what they're talking about. This is the truth. This database, therefore, is not intended to be comprehensive. Instead, it highlights just a fraction of the incredible number of times Americans rely on the Second Amendment, not the government getting there in time to protect their inalienable rights despite the limitations on the data these confirmed cases of defense gun use help prove that the good guy with a gun is not a myth, but a large integral part of the American society. Absolute truth. Criminals are criminals and they're going to be criminals. And unless you're able to defend yourself and your family, you're going to be a victim of these criminals. So let's go to the leftists, the NPR.org, this massive federal government and what they think is the truth. They start off this article, which again is in the show notes, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. <laughs> oh, absolutely agree with it. However, they don't. The latest data show that people use guns for self-defense only rarely, according to a Harvard University analysis of figures from the National Crime Victimization Survey. People defended themselves with a gun in nearly 0.9% of crimes from 2007 to 2011. One of the main criticisms of this estimate is that researchers can't seem to find the people who are shot by civilians defending themselves because they don't show up in hospital records. This is true. Criminals get shot. They don't want to go to the hospital. However, they're saying at some point that criminal is going to go to the hospital. And then it becomes part of the record. Therefore, because all these criminals are not showing up until later, it's not registered as gun violence. On the flip side, Kleck, his name is Kleck, says, criminals who are wounded after a gun was used in self-defense also have no incentive to go to the emergency room because medical professionals have an obligation to report it to the police. <laughs> of course they do. This is the old, what I call the old mobster days. You know, when a mobster guy got shot, he didn't go to the hospital. He went to some local paid off, you know, basement doctor to pull the bullet out. And, and they still do that today. But Hemingway points out that if people don't go to the hospital to treat the original gunshot wound, they will inevitably end up there with sepsis or other problems. No, it's not true. It's not true. If you get shot by a gunshot wound, and especially if it's not a life-threatening wound, like in your arm, your leg, or something, there's over-the-counter drugs. There's all kind of things you can do to pre prevent your leg or your arm from getting infected. 
if we don't even have a minimum standard, this is what they're talking about. Even if someone wants to use a gun in self-defense, they probably wouldn't be very successful. Firearms instructor and author of the blog, Mike the Gun Guy, his name is Mike Weiser. He says many people who carry a gun aren't properly trained. I agree with that 100% to use it in the way and there is no performance validation standard for police officers. If we don't even have minimum standards, not for training, but for performance validations for our law enforcement, he says, how in God's name is it anybody going to say, well, just because you have a gun in your pocket, you know how to use it in self-defense? You don't. Absolutely agree with that. If you're going to get a gun, you need to learn how to use it to defend yourselves. And going out and shooting squirrels in your backyard is not how you learn to use, a, especially a handgun, to defend yourself. So the leftists, again, they don't want the guns, but they don't realize even if you take the guns, people are still going to kill each other. They still kill each other in Australia, in England, and all these countries, and they have just as high murder rates there as we have here. Per capita, per population, if you know what I mean. We have more people here than a lot of other countries, but when you divide it on how much violence and who dies and you know homicides, all that stuff, it's pretty much the same. So, with that said, here's something that you may or may not know that's going to blow your mind. I'm not surprised one bit. This is from MSNBC. Yes, good old popular Main Street media. Murder rates go up dramatically. Let me rephrase that. Dramatically. Dramatically. After BLM protests, study finds. Oh, okay, stand back. Stand back. Let me say that again. Murder rates go up dramatically after BLM protests, study finds. Are you kidding me? The main street media is actually putting this on paper and telling us this? Listen up. A researcher has found that cities that had Black Lives Matter protests saw a significant decrease in police homicides. Of course they do. The police were told, don't participate and do your job. They said, okay, fine. We won't do it. We'll just let the criminals do their thing. Travis Campbell, an economics PhD candidate, Okay, so this guy's an economics candidate, and he's, and he's doing all these studies. At the University of Massachusetts, published his findings in a recent pre-printed study examining the impact of BLM protests on police use of force incidents. His analysis, which is still undergoing peer review, and it should, found that cities with BLM protests had 15 to 20 percent Fewer police homicides than expected if the protests had not taken place. So if the protests didn't take place, then, I, then the police are killing more people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm from Missouri. You got to show me that one. 
equating to 300 fewer police shootings nationwide over five years. So because BLM protested, now there's less police shootings. All right, put that in the back of your head. Like I said, I'm fixing to blow your mind. But in a revised, unpublished version, shared with DailyMail.com, Campbell finds that cities with BLM protests also show a 10% increase in murders overall, equaling 1,000 to 6,000 additional murders nationwide. So there's more murders because the police are not doing their job and BLM is the ones that are instigating these riots and these people to commit these crimes. So, so you get this, right? They want to defund the police. They want to make the world a ultimate place to be, but they can't control these criminals. And without the police, you're not going to control them. What you don't find in these statistics that this PhD economics major guy is this. If he's saying they had 300 fewer police killings, okay, then of those 300 fewer, if they had those 300, how many of those were actually justified killings by the police? I guarantee you a huge percentage of them. Police just don't kill people. There's a lot involved when a police officer pulls a weapon. And that's what you need to be. You need to be like a police officer. Learn when you can pull a weapon. So I'm going to teach you that. This is from thefederalist.com. Another great website. If you're a gun owner thinking, okay, point made, now what? Here are some suggestions for getting your defense act together. So you're going to go out. Now you're going to go buy a gun because you're going to defend yourself. Like I said, you got to get training. Training is going to help you with many things. One, the actual function and how to use effectively a firearm. Two, what's more important is when to actually use it legally and defensively. First thing you got to start with is safety. You got to learn how to safely handle a gun. When you can still carry a weapon on your body, you have to know how to safely carry that so it doesn't go off and blow your leg off for one thing. Second, you got to know the laws of your state. Is your state one of those states that allows you to carry a concealed gun with or without a permit? Most of them do. Thank God for the Second Amendment. Third, select an instructor carefully. So just don't go to Billy Bob's, you know, midnight pistol training and expect to get the real deal. Research them. Are they NRA certified? Are they USCCA certified? United States Concealed Carry Association. These are two major organizations that train their instructors right to ensure that they're getting the defense across to the student that's coming in for that training. Number four, don't think of firearms as a hobby. Uh, no. A, a hobbyist, you know, basket weaving or whatever. A firearm is not a hobby. 
It kills things. So you got to know essentially how to use it and when to use it. Also, because of ammunition shortage, all of that stuff, a lot of people can't afford to go out and shoot a bunch of rounds to learn how to do that. That's fine. There's a lot of things, a lot of devices that you can put in your weapon where you can actually do what they call dry firing with lasers in your own home. So you can practice pulling the weapon out of your holster, pointing it and shooting it, and it indicates electronically or whatever to tell you where that round will actually go. So you don't have to spend a lot of money and go into a live range. You need to go to a live range, but a good instructor is going to teach you how to use these non-ammo devices to help you increase your ability to train. And you got to do it all the time. You can't go, okay, I went through this training, now I'm good to go and I can use my firearm. You got to practice like riding a bicycle. You got to be able to use it. Last but not least, build a team in your community. Find out in your community those people that own guns, those people that got trained, those people that got certified, make them part of your defense team. Let them know where you live. Let them know that you care that their skills can help you save your family. So become part of that team. Last but not least, this is important. Good luck especially with the legal system. Remember, you got to make sure you use the firearm appropriately, legally, and then you can defend yourself and not worry about going to jail. And remember the Latin adage, cis vese passing parabellum. What that means is, if you want peace, prepare for war. That's why you prepare to defend yourself. If you want peace, you have to prepare for war. You have to prepare to defend yourself, to keep the peace. The people, believe it or not, keep the peace. The police officers help us do that. But in general, the U.S. population is the one that actually keeps the peace in this country. So, with that said, I will be soon opening a training center in northeast Alabama in which you can receive the training you need to not only protect yourself, but also understand what you can do legally to protect yourself from prison because of the system. Jarheadfirearms.com. Coming soon. Again, it's jarheadfirearms.com. And I'm going to stand up a training facility, which I've been doing in other states, certified NRA instructor. And I'm going to teach people, everyday Joe Smoes, on how to use the weapon, how to maintain the weapon, how to use it safely, how to defend themselves, when to defend themselves, and most importantly, the laws of the state that they're in. That's important. One thing I want to make sure you understand, if you do have a weapon and you do get involved in a shooting, and a police officer tries to arrest you and all that kind of stuff, 
and you want to give them a statement of what actually happened, do not do it right after the incident. You have 72 hours by law to give the police department a statement of what you witnessed and why you did the actions. That gives you time to cool off, to use your head, your brain, get a lawyer, and actually put an official statement together. So if a police officer says, I want to, you know, what happened, blah, 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 you go, look, I got too much shock. I'm not going to tell you. I need time to absorb all of this to be able to provide you an accurate statement of what happened. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way, especially when it comes to defense of your family and your friends. But you can't do that if you don't understand and or are trained in self-defense with a firearm. Thank God for the Second Amendment that we can carry these firearms, that we can protect ourselves. And you may never, which I have never, had a single civilian incident where I had to use a firearm. However, I still carry one because there may be that moment, that time when I have to defend myself my family, my friends, my church. Share the podcast. Let people listen and understand why we have the Second Amendment. And most importantly, if they're going to get a handgun, if they're going to get a rifle, if they're going to get a shotgun, doesn't matter, any type of firearm, they need to get appropriate training so that they can have the confidence when they need to defend themselves, they will be able to do it and be able to do it legally. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. This is The Gunny out.